Amen. Praise God. If you got your Bible, open them to Acts 22. Read just a few uh, scriptures, and then I'm going to preach. I don't, I don't wait and see who's going to be sick and who's traveling, who's going to be here. I just pray and let the Lord give me exactly what He wants me to preach, and I trust Him. He's helped me for years. Amen. And I trust He's going to help me one more time. And the reason I know is because I've been praying. God, if you'll anoint me one more time, amen. I need you so bad, amen. Acts 22 and 6, and it came to pass that I, as I made my journey and was come nigh unto Damascus about noon, suddenly there shone from heaven a great light round about me. And I fell unto the ground and heard a voice saying unto me, Saul, Saul. Why persecutest thou me? And I answered, Who art thou, Lord? Everybody say, Who art thou, Lord? And he said unto me, I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom thou persecutest. And they that were with me saw indeed the light and were afraid, but they heard not the voice of him that spake to me. And I said, What shall I do, Lord? And the Lord said unto me, Arise and go into Damascus, and there it shall be told thee of all things which are appointed for thee to do. He asked the question, Who art thou, Lord? And he, answered, and he said unto me, He said, I am Jesus. Amen. I want to preach for just a little while from this title, The Question and the answer amen the question and the answer set your bibles down lift your hands to the lord come on i need some prayer warriors to help me pray right now in the name of jesus amen we need god to touch us in this place come on why don't you cry out to god with all your heart God, you're going to speak to this generation. You're going to open up your word to this generation. You're going to open up understanding into our city. You're going to send revival with your mighty hand, God. Hallelujah. Now in a way of worship, why don't you put your hands together for Jesus? Thank you, Lord. We praise you. We thank you. We love you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Now, who's going to help me today? I said, who's going to help me today? Come on, put your hands together. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Amen. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. I want to preach. Everybody say the question. And everybody say, and the answer. Amen. I don't like just questions. I want it all. Saul was his name originally. He would later become the Apostle Paul. He was a Jew of Jew, is what the Bible describes, a Pharisee of Pharisees. He was taught at the best Bible college that there was. You could say that. He, he studied at the feet of Gamaliel. He was a, a student of the law. He loved the Word of God. He loved God. Amen. But here he is, his story is, he's gone and he's beating and he's arresting and he's killing Christians. 
because he thinks they are distorting the law of God. In his mind, he believes they are violating the law of God. And his story is while he is on the way to persecute some more Christians, a light comes shining down from heaven in the middle of the day. Are you thankful for the day God knocked you down from where you were? Are you thankful for the day God got your attention and said, hey, come on, I'm going to preach to somebody today. I'm going to help somebody. Hallelujah. There's a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof is, my Lord, don't let me do it my way, God. If I need to be woke up, wake me up. If I need to be shaken, go ahead and shake me up. If I need to be turned around, go ahead and turn me around. I want to be saved. Come on, let's love Jesus right now. So he hears a voice, sees a light, it knocks him down. And the voice says, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And Paul asked this amazing question. Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord answered, I am Jesus of Nazareth. And this is what I want to preach to this church, the burden of my heart. I prayed yesterday, God, give me the exact word for the people of God tomorrow. And this is what came to me, the question. Who art thou, Lord? And the answer, I am Jesus. Amen. Amen. We, we got an answer to every question of every person in our world. Whatever their problem is today, I got the answer. It's still Jesus. It's not in a 12-step program. It's not in shaking a preacher's hand or joining or signing up to a church. But the answer is still the same. It is Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. But this question, who art thou, Lord? This is the most misunderstood subject in the Bible, I believe. Amen. It's the question and the answer that we're going to talk about today. Many people who know the name of Jesus... Many people have heard the name of Jesus, but they don't really know who he is. Amen. A lot of people heard the name. They may sing the song, but at the end of the day, you got to know who he is. Amen. It's going to take more than just patty caking for Jesus. You're going to have to know beyond a shadow of a doubt who he is. Come on, let's love him together. Man, to the Jews, to the Muslims, to the Eastern religions, to the Jehovah Witnesses, Jesus was just a good man. Maybe even a prophet, some of them would say, uh, but they would say he was not deity. Uh, amen. But I know by reading this scripture that Jesus was more than just a man. Hey. We're not taking advice from the watchtower. We take our advice from the word of God. 
and Jesus said, I am Alpha and Omega. I am the beginning and the ending, which was, which is, and which is to come. The Almighty. Everybody say, he's more than just a man. Amen. <laughs> to the Catholics and to the Mormons and to almost all the Protestants, Jesus is one-third of a man-made doctrine called the Trinity that was agreed upon 250 years after the time of Jesus. If you don't think things can change in 250 years, this country was founded 250 years ago by a few little Christians at Plymouth Rock. Praising God. And 250 years later, you can't even praise God in certain places. Don't tell me things can't change in a little space of time. Hey, I want to preach the question, who art thou, Lord? Uh, hey, man, these people teach a doctrine that there are three persons uh, who are co-equal, meaning they have the same amount of power, and that they are co-eternal, meaning they've all been together from the beginning. But when you read the scripture, it goes against everything that they say. Amen. There is no power-sharing agreement according to this word of God, because Jesus said, all power in heaven and earth are given unto me. Come on, I'm going to preach to somebody in this room today. If there were three, there's two of them that ain't got no power because Jesus said, it's all mine. Come on, help me. Come on, we're going to figure some things out today. We know that when you read this Bible, there is no three co-eternal persons of God. Because it said in Galatians, when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman, uh, made under the law. Meaning there was a time that the son was made of a woman. Let me tell you who Jesus is. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Why is this so Important. Some people say it's just a little doctrinal disagreement from church to church. And that it doesn't really mean much. But let me tell you what the Bible says. Jesus said unto them, ye are from beneath and I am from above. Ye are of this world, I am not of this world. I said therefore unto you, that ye shall die in your sins. For if ye believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. Why is it important that you know who Jesus is? Because if you never figure it out, you're going to die lost. We have to know who he is. What makes this even more interesting is that in the original manuscript, the word he was not even in there. If 
You look in your King James Bible, the word, when it said, I am he, he is italicized. Anytime you read the, the Bible and there's a word that's italicized, it means it was not in the original manuscript. It means that the writers put that word in there to try to make you understand more what the original was meaning. But think about if we took the italicized word out of it that King James translators put in there and we just read it like the original manuscript said, for if you believe not that I am. Oh, I feel like preaching to somebody. If you don't believe that I am, he said you're going to die in your sins. Hey, it's time for the church of the living God to crawl out from underneath the rock and begin to proclaim boldly the word of God. Come on, let's love him together right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. He said you'll die in your sins. Took out the, my tools. I began to study this word, sins. You're going to die in your sins. It's a little bit different than other ones. It, it, it's called a miss. He said you're going to die because you missed it. He said if you don't believe that I am... You missed it. Well, I, I don't want anybody to miss it. I'm telling you, I, I, I got a burden on my spirit today. I want to teach everybody everywhere that he's not just a man. He's not just a pre- prophet or a preacher. He's not just a healing minister. Hey, man, but he's the I am according to the word of God. And we got to... Hallelujah. I don't want to miss the mark. He was more than just a man. And he's more than just part of a trinity that somebody made up. Then what is Jesus? Paul would tell Timothy, God was manifest in the flesh. What is he? He's the manifestation of God. (laughs) Colossians would record it like this. He is the image of the invisible God. The image. God is a spirit. You can't see a spirit. Amen. But they saw him walk in the streets of Jerusalem. They saw him walk up the stairs and grab a whip. They saw him walk into the temple. They saw him healing the blind. Saw him. What is he? He's the image of the invisible God. The Old Testament emphatically teaches one God. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is. Boy, I feel the Holy Ghost backing me up right now. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Isaiah would say it like this, I am the Lord. 
and there is none else. There is no God beside me. Then he goes on to say, if there is another God, I don't know him. If the God who's omniscient and omnipotent and knows it all, don't know of another God. I think it's pretty safe to say there's not another God. Hallelujah, I love the truth of the word of God. The truth will set you free. So you cannot, you cannot have an Old Testament with one God and none beside him. And then wake up to a New Testament with one on each side. Well, hallelujah. You can't start out with one in the Old Testament and end up with three in the New Testament and they still agree. You believe there's three, you got to get rid of the Old Covenant. When the Bible said it was written for our learning. What was the first thing he wanted them to learn? <laughs> what color fringe to put on your... That wasn't the first thing he wanted them to learn. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God. They can have multiples, but our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all the heart and all the soul and all the might. How could a God who is the same yesterday, today, and forever go from being one to two? To it's all in him. Can I preach a little while? I'm having fun now. Moses was speaking to the children of Israel while traveling to the promised land. He says this, For thou shalt worship no other God. For the Lord whose name is Jealous is a jealous God. It's not even logical to think that the one God of the Old Testament would somehow wake up in the New Testament and surrender two-thirds of his power and surrender two-thirds of his praise, surrender two-thirds of his glory. I love the truth of God. I love the word of God. That would be a complete contradiction to the Old Testament. It would be a complete contradiction to the words of Moses. Amen. What makes the New Testament new is not that there's a bunch of new gods. But what makes the New Testament new is that God's going to reveal himself in a new way like you've never seen before. What makes the New Testament new uh, is that there's 
new promises and new covenants and new relationship with God. Somebody shout, the devil's a liar. So this is the Old Testament prophecy of how God would reveal himself to mankind in the New Testament. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name, whose name? The child's name. The son. Whose name? The son's name. His name shall be called Wonderful. Counselor. The mighty God. The everlasting father. The prince of peace. Boy, I feel like shouting. I'm so thankful. So the Bible in describing the child that's going to be born in Bethlehem, the word of God would call him a child, call him the son, but it also called him the mighty God. It also called him the everlasting father. You know what the... You know what the Bible's telling us? You got to understand that there's a dual nature of Jesus Christ. At the same time, he's God. And at the same time, he's man. At the same time, he's Lord of Lord and King of Kings. And at the same time, he's the son of a king, which is the prince of peace. He's the everlasting father but at the same time, he's the baby in Bethlehem. Uh, how can you do this? Uh, when you're God, you can do whatever you want to do. Uh, amen. Uh, when you're God, uh, you can be on earth uh, and in heaven. Uh, at the same time, uh, when you're God, there's no limits to what you can do. Come on, don't tie him down. Don't tie God down. Uh, he's all things. Uh, he can be anything. Revelation, it says, Jesus said, I have sent mine angel. That's the messenger. And today I'm the messenger. You may think you don't look like an angel, don't act like an angel. Don't think of, think of messenger. I've sent my angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. He said, I am the root and the offspring of David. In case you didn't understand it before. He said, I'm what David came out of. And I came out of David. I was before him. And I'm after him. How do you do that when you're God? You can do whatever you want to do. I am the root. And the branch. I'm the root and the offspring. I hope you'll hear what the messenger's saying today. Once you get this dual nature of Jesus Christ settled in your mind, you're going to begin to understand the Bible like you never saw it before. 
Amen. I, I, I tell people, and sometimes, sometimes they shake their head. I tell them, you just need to get the Holy Ghost and it's all going to click. That's right. Amen. <laughs> Paul writing to the Corinthians, he said, no man can say that Jesus is the Lord but by the Holy Ghost. Yeah, that's right. Amen. It, it, it'll confuse people that ain't never experienced this. But when you get the Holy Ghost, it begins to lead you into all truths. Amen. All of a sudden, you can see exactly uh, what Jesus is doing. Uh, you can see exactly who he is. Can I help somebody today? When you see the word son, think the man, the flesh, the incarnation, the manifestation. When you see the word God or you see the word Father, think the Spirit. And Jesus was both. Jesus had both. He was a man. But he had the Spirit of God. The Bible said that God was in Christ. Why did you do that? He's reconciling the world unto himself. Oh, I feel like shouting. I feel like dancing. Amen. I wish everybody in Hot Springs was in this church this morning. I wish everybody in the world was in this church this morning and could hear the truth of God. When you understand the dual nature of Jesus Christ, it's going to be, oh, it makes sense. When he's eating with his disciples, he's acting like a man. But when he's taking two fishes and five loaves and breaking them and feeding 5,000, he's acting like God. How do you do that to when you're God, you can do whatever you want to do. When he's resting, he's acting like a man. Some people say they rest too much. I don't know. But when he's giving rest, he's acting like God. Hallelujah. Makes perfect sense to me. When he's walking by the sea, he's acting like a man. But when he don't stop at the seashore and just keeps on walking, he's acting like God then. He's more than just a man. He's all man and he's all God. He's in the garden and he's praying. He's acting like a man. And when he's answering prayers, he's acting like God. The Holy Ghost is going to help somebody in this room. When he's in pain and he's in agony and he's expressing it, 
He's acting like a man. Because he was a man. When he walks around and he's healing other people's pains. He's acting like God. Is this starting to click? You got to understand who he is. But oh Paul. This is what I come to preach about. Don't forget about Paul. Nobody ever invited Paul to church. <laughs> it was pretty sad, wasn't it? Oh, Paul that learned the whole, he could probably quote the law of Moses. Nobody invited him to church. So he didn't hear the message that Simon Peter preached on the day of Pentecost. And he began to say, Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. <laughs> he never heard that message before. Because he never heard that message, he's traveling one day. And the light shines down. And he hears the voice. He never heard what the preacher said. But he heard the voice. Why are you persecuting me, Saul? He said, Who art thou, Lord? This word Lord in the Greek means curios. Y'all want to learn a Greek word? Say curios. Look at y'all, you know Greek. Curios means supreme in authority. It was a title given to God. And Saul says, <laughs> after seeing that line and hearing that voice, Who art thou, Curios? <laughs> and that voice begins to speak back to him. I am Jesus. He said, Who are you, God? And God speaks back, I am Jesus. Now you're talking about the revelation of his life. Do you remember the day that it clicked? Ah. <laughs> He's more than just a man. He's more than just part of a Godhead. And when it began to click, he realized the God of the Old Testament that I, I thought I had been helping. I realized today I've been working against him. What do you do with revelation? It's a personal decision what you do with revelation. Some people just put the scales back on their eyes and go back to living like they used to live. But not the hungry. Not truth seekers. Not people that want to know who he really is. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord together.
Thank you, God, for truth today. What a great day when you realize who Jesus really is. When this happens, I've taught many Bible studies and I've watched a lot of eyeballs go. The joy of my life is to show people truth of the Word of God. I would rather teach, I believe, a Bible study to one person than preach to a million. There's just something special about Changing a life. Preaching to the church is fun. But there ain't no adrenaline like sitting there with somebody that don't know nothing about God. And you begin to expound on the scripture. Maybe they know something, but you expound in a greater way. Give them greater. Tell you, you won't need a melatonin when you go home. All them angels cuddled next to you. The Holy Ghost patting you on the back. Oh, hallelujah. When it happens to you, and it clicks, I see it now. You'll understand the commandment. Whatsoever you do in word or in deed, Do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, if you don't know who Jesus is, this may seem like somebody picking favorites. It ain't picking favorites. It's revelation is what it is. Amen. That's why when we pray for healing, what do we do? We say, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. By his stripes, we were healed in the name of Jesus. Be healed. We pray for deliverance. How do you pray for deliverance for somebody? You start saying, in the name of of Jesus Christ greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world I take dominion over every unclean spirit by the authority of the name of Jesus come out of them everything that we do Boy, here's the big one. When we get baptized. Oh, hallelujah. How are you going to do that? I can tell you how I'm going to do it. I'm going to say, because you have repented of your sins in obedience to the word of God, I baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ. For the remission of your sins. uh, And you shall receive the gift 
of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Why are you doing that? Because I know who he is. And he said, everything you do in word or deed, do it all. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. It's not disrespectful to the Father. It's not disrespectful to this gift of the Holy Ghost. Why? Because it's all Him. John 5, 43, He said, I have come in my Father's name. What is the name of the Father? Hallelujah. Matthew 1 and 18, the angel speaking to Mary said, you're going to have a son. Thou shalt call his name Jesus. What is the name of the son? John 14, 26, Jesus said, and the Holy Ghost, uh, which the Father will send in my name. What is the name connected to the Holy Ghost? I know Jesus is the Father. I know Jesus is the Son. I know Jesus is the Holy Ghost. And all these three are one. Let me tell you who Jesus. Hallelujah. I, I am so close to being done. It's a, it's a miracle. The word Jesus literally means... Jehovah has become salvation. Who did? Jehovah. Jehovah's really not even a word, but that's a whole other message. Jehovah was the English people trying to come up with the vowels of a language that didn't have vowels. The YWHW, the Tetragrammaton, Yahweh, Yahweh. That's just, you know what they're trying to say, what they were trying to do. But anyway, Jesus means Yahweh, or however you pronounce it, Yehovah, or Yeshua, or whatever you are, has become salvation. Not somebody else came. Not somebody else laid down their life. Not somebody else was hung on a cross. Not somebody else shed their blood. But the God of the Old Testament uh, robed himself in flesh and became our salvation. That's why Paul would write to the Colossians. For in him, that's in Jesus Christ, dwelleth. You know what that means? Lives. It's all that. For in him dwelleth all. Everybody say all. all. All the fullness of the Godhead bodily. You know what that means? If it was deity, it was in that man. If it was God, it was in that man. It don't, it don't matter if it was Father, Son, Holy Ghost, branch, vine, bread, door, Way, truth, life, 
it don't matter what it was, in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead in that body. Here's the beautiful part. And ye are complete. It doesn't say, hang on, let me make sure. No, it does not say in them. It says, and ye are complete in. You got to get your pronouns right. If you're going to make it to heaven, you got Ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. You know what that means for you? There's only one person to pray to. Walk through Brazil and they got statues on every church. Not the real ones, but the unreal ones. Beautiful churches. They got statues wrapped all the way around the building. All kind of different things. People in every corner praying. And this one likes Mary better. And this one likes Paul better. And this one's over at a box giving them money or something. My Bible says... I'm complete in Jesus. That means all I got to do. If I need salvation, all I got to do is cry out to that name. If I need healing in my body, all I got to do is cry out the name of Jesus. Amen. If I need my family to come back to God... I don't have to beat them up. All I got to do is start saying, Jesus, uh, go right to where they're at. Uh, Jesus. Uh, amen. When I need miracles, uh, I start calling Jesus. Uh, when we need revival, we start calling Jesus. Neither is there salvation in any other. Uh, for there's not another name under heaven given among men. Whereby we must be saved. Stand together with me. Saul asked the question Who art thou, Lord? Who art thou, Curios? Who art thou, God? You've got my attention now. <laughs> it wasn't a real complex answer. I've heard some people try to explain their doctrine to me. And they said, you probably won't understand it. And if you do, the more you try, the more confused you'll probably get. <laughs> Jesus didn't confuse people. And he's not the author of it. Who art thou, God? Who are you? <laughs> I'm Jesus of Nazareth. 
Priska. Are you thankful today that one day the scales fell from your eyes? God showed you. You know what my burden is? God, don't let us keep it in these four walls. Don't let us just sit around and enjoy hand clapping messages because we love those scriptures. Uh, give us the burden that Jesus had. The burden he put on Saul that day. Put a burden on you. You're going to be the apostle to the Gentiles. That was his calling. God. Let's not just thank him. He showed us truth. Why don't we get a burden in our soul? I want to tell everybody I know who he is. If there's any failure in the church, I believe it's that we have not had enough personal evangelism. If our neighbors don't know who we are, I'm saying everybody's going to do it. If you straight is the way and it's narrow, we know it ain't going to be the broad way. But oh, wouldn't it be wonderful if all the people on the straight and narrow were, were people we taught, <laughs> people we showed, people we took under our wings. Don't you lift your hands to the Lord right now. Come on, I want you to ask God right now. God, let me yandabosa. Let me show people. Come on. Come on, you can't hide a city up on a hill. Come on, you don't light a candle and put it under a bushel. Come on in the name of Jesus. Come on, prayer warriors, help me pray. I feel revival coming to this house. Oh, I feel evangelism coming to this house. Come on, God's want to use your mouth, use your hands, and use your feet. Come on, come on, let's cry out to him right now. It's the name above every name. Jesus. The only name. Come on, why don't you pray until the Holy Ghost is flowing through you? Pray until you're speaking in tongues. 
pray until there's a breakthrough. Just begin to speak that name. Come on. Most beautiful. his house call on that name hallelujah hallelujah come on in the name of Jesus come on come on don't resist it to it. Ah, uh, yes. 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 Come on, pray until you're speaking in tongues. Till the Spirit begins to flow like a river. Break it. Break it. Break it, God. Break it, God, Rabatata. Come on, come on. Tilala, say lala. Come on, come on, breakthrough time. Come on, it's breakthrough time. 